welcome to Black Love Speaks. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And we're here to talk about that black love now. That real black love. Hey guys. Aren't you excited to be recording an episode? We did it. We are publishing our podcast. Yes, we are. This has been something that has been in the works for a few months, actually. Mm-hmm. But it's exciting to finally be getting this up off the ground and running and... And going. And going. <laughs> we made it. We made it. So, with this episode, what are we discussing today? Very interesting topic. (laughs) (laughs) I think all topics are interesting, but nonetheless, um, what we're going to be talking about today with you guys is social media. I think social media has its good benefits. Um, It's very resourceful, but it also has its bad benefits. You know, when we think about how it affects our children, so to speak, and the things that they see. We're talking about TikTok, YouTube. Um, Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> I mean, when we think back on the things that we used to see on MySpace and Bebo, yeah. and I'm not going to tell all my age, but <laughs> we yeah. social media has been a big... Um, part of our lives I want to say and because of that effect that it has had in our lives um we happened to see two videos on Instagram that we thought was worth discussing so I'm going to play a clip of one of the videos for you guys um this video was generated by the podcast called no fugs podcasts um and they can be found on ig but here is one of the episodes that we caught a clip of you aspire to be a stay-at-home mom um if it comes with an allowance yeah an allowance yeah like if he if he gets me money weekly yeah yeah. obviously the man is working out there getting the bread so life is good for you catastrophizing (laughs) what are your thoughts 
I feel as if in a relationship or marriage, I mean, if you basically, you know, already planning, a, a, you got a, a whole exit, exit strategy and you basically planning to, you know, just in case it doesn't go your way. And it's just like, yo, what's the point of even being in a relationship or a marriage in the first place if you're already planning the exit before even working out, you know what I'm saying, when the hard time comes or, you know, because we know there are always going to be good times, but what about the hard times? And when the hard times hit, then what happens? You want to just pick up and just run because you already figure out, yo, well, hey, I already got my exit plan ready, so shit. When shit hit the fan, I'm out. Like... No man really wants that. I definitely understand your point of view. Um, I empathize with her in her reasonings for wanting to make sure that she has her own. I do empathize with her in that aspect, but I I definitely want to ask, like, do you think that all women think that way? I would say not all women think that way, but I feel as if some women is bred to think that way because, you know, like, you know, guys them that they happen to date or they happen to be in a relationship with, you know, you tend to see things now and then or as time goes by, like, okay, well, hey, is he a dependable man? Like, can I really depend on him to provide for our family and know that yo well yo we gonna be good regardless and some men don't make sure that yo that's done so in the back of a woman's mind is like okay well you know i gotta figure out but let me let me let me make sure i got an exit plan just in case that doesn't work out but then again it's like why should you think that way why 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 should it why, why should it have to even... why shouldn't a woman think that way i, I mean, mean it, based on what you just said if you think about it you just acknowledge the fact that men have so to speak come up short on their word right which causes some women to feel as though they have to quote unquote have an exit plan i don't think i think i think that she was speaking of a just in case kind of exit strategy in stating that she wanted an allowance. But as someone who was previously married, as someone who experienced her own things in life with men, um, as I said, I empathize with her in her claim of wanting to have her own, but not so much needing an allowance, if that makes sense. And the reason why I empathize with her is, is because, you know, when you are so used to be letting down, being let down, excuse me, being let down and people coming up short, men, correction, coming up short and empty promises, you tend to always make sure that You don't put yourself in a position for someone to let you down. Now, don't get me wrong. That would be very unfair to a man coming into a relationship who is 100%. But how does she know that? She doesn't know that. No, she doesn't know that. 
people also, you know, you you as a woman still have to, you know, have that mindset of, well, look, this is not my boyfriend. This is not just, you know, a relationship. Like, yo, this is my husband. Like, you know what I'm saying? When things do get tough, you know, like, I'm supposed to stick behind him. Like, I should stick behind him. Stick him. Stick, stick behind stick, him. Stick, well, stick beside him. Yeah, but the point in her wanting an allowance was because he wanted her to be a stay-at-home mom. So where does the struggle come in? All she's stating is that if you want me to stay at home and I take care of these kids, I need something. She didn't say, she said she wanted an allowance, quote, unquote. But that allowance, she could do anything with it. She can start a business. She could... um Start a podcast. Hey, we're doing it, right? She could do a lot of things with that money. She could create accounts and and start high-yield savings, you know. Should anything go wrong as far as, let's say, they bought a house and there's a leak in the house or air conditioning goes bad. At least she was able to say, you know what, here's my contribution because I took that money and I did something with it. But if I'm sitting at home and I have nothing what do I show for myself? Well, that's true. I mean, that's a good point stated. Um, Chicola, if you're doing something with the money that basically, you know, is an allowance. But do you have to know that I'm doing something with it in order for you to provide that quote unquote allowance for me? No. I mean, hey, it's it's for you to do whatever it is that you want to do with it. Right. So why I'm not understanding why, you know, this gentleman in this video stated that she was catastrophizing. She stated she wanted to have her own. That's all she stated that she wanted to do. And here's the thing. If you think about a lot of couples that we even see on social media, right? A lot of those couples who own businesses together, some of those women don't work, right? But the man or the woman has either created a business and most times, 10 times out of, nine times out of 10, it's women pushing to get the paperwork done. It's women pushing to get the the strategies done. It's women, men are the executioners. They execute. That's what they do. We strategize. We plan. That's what women do. So a lot of times when you have these businesses and things like that, usually women step into those roles. So I don't totally agree with the catastrophizing if you don't necessarily know what she's going to do with it. And you don't have to know what she's going to do with that money. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but also being a woman, quote unquote, scorned, she... Wanted to make sure that she was okay. Should anything go wrong? And I don't blame her for that. I don't blame her for wanting to make sure that she was good. Should anything go wrong? Because of her prior experiences. right? And as I said, it might not be fair to a man who's coming into this. That's, you know, ten toes down. He provides. But she's always going to have that, that, that underbelly fear. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, there's definitely nothing wrong with, you know, from past experience, making sure, 
that you're good going into a new situation, making sure that, you know, like you're financially secure, you know, you're good just in case something happens or whatever, you know, you, you have, you know, that bag set aside just in case. So I don't give her wrong. You know, I don't, I, I don't give her wrong. Like I'm, I'm going to side with her on that one. I, I side with her too, but let's flip it, right? Let's look at it from the aspect of men who have dealt with gold diggers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's think of it from that aspect and say, okay, he's so used to dealing with women who are gold diggers that he now enters a relationship and thinks that he does not have to court his woman. He doesn't have to spend money on her. Why? Because the women that he has spent money on have really just taken advantage of that and all they wanted was money. So what do you think about that? Because now... He may he he now doesn't do what he used to do because of his past experiences. Well, I mean, it's just as they say, like, you know, there's certain people make it bad for the rest. Very true. You know, certain people make it bad for the rest. But also going into a new situation is just like you have to have that different mindset as well look. You know, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do what I used to do before. You know, I'm not gonna allow a woman to, you know, basically want and want and want and want and me constantly giving, giving, giving. You know, and not really getting a hundred percent what I'm supposed to get. You know, cause they say it's a fifty-fifty thing. No, it's like a hundred percent. You know, what I'm saying you give a hundred, I give a hundred. You know, that way. We have a lot more to look forward to. And if he comes in that way, you know, with that with that specific mindset of, well, yo, I'm not going to be looking looking forward to, yo, well, shit, she's a gold digger just like the rest of them. And, you know, I'm going to, he, if he's that type of guy, like, he's going to be at, he's, he's going to be looking like, okay, well, hey, you know, I'm coming into a new situation and... This is a whole new woman. She got her own thing going on. And she doesn't ask me for much or, you know, let less to anything. And she has her own. So it's just like, okay, well, now we're basically somewhat equal. And Do you really think that there's something considered being equal when it comes to relationships? Um, not... I wouldn't say not exactly equal, but it's like a it's like okay, well, you know, we're on that on the same level. Like, you know, you don't have to you don't have to be wanting every minute, okay, well, yo, I got to get her this, I got to get her this or oh, I always got to pay for this. I always got to do that when we go, I always got to buy this. I was like it doesn't always have to be that way. Knowing that, yo, you have that type of woman that she's not scared of going in her purse and pull out to pay for something. Now, what if you had a woman who wasn't afraid to go in her purse and pull out and pay for something, but she wasn't your equal? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that as well. Like, that that just shows me, like, she's willing. So it's the effort that matters. Yes. It's definitely the effort that matters. Okay. So we are going to get into the next video. Um, This video 
was posted by Crew Season. And what he talks about is being the perfect package at the wrong address. And I love, love, love that he talks about this because this is something that when Ivan and I started dating um, was one of the analogies that I painted for him, but just in a different way. So we're going to hear what Crew has to say first, and then we're going to talk about what my analogy was. So sometimes you get a perfect package just at the wrong address. You know, a lot of times we'll leave a relationship and, you know, because it went bad or whatever, and we get to looking in the mirror like, man, like, it's your fault. Like, I think that's first instinct is to blame yourself for whatever happened to you. You know, whether it's cheating or whether it's somebody just walking out, first instinct is to look in that mirror and say, man, that was on me. It's my fault. Um, but reality is, is that sometimes you can be the perfect package at the wrong address. If you was never meant to be with that person to begin with, then it's nothing that you could have possibly done to make that relationship successful. And sometimes you got to accept that. And that may be hard because you love that person or because you wanted that relationship to work for whatever the reason may be. But fact is, regardless of how much energy and effort that you put toward it, it was destined to fail from the beginning. So I never thought about being the perfect package at the wrong address and he took my analogy and flipped it in a way that I never thought that I saw myself hmm. when I painted the analogy and I'm going to tell you guys what my analogy was when I met Odwin I'd explained to him that I was frustrated and when he asked me why I was frustrated, I explained to him that I was frustrated with the fact that I kept getting these packages to my front door. And I would go outside, open the door, pick them up, and they didn't have my name on them. And of course, I had the option to open the package, right? But I felt like those packages weren't officially mine. They didn't have my name on them. And I couldn't keep those packages, right? And we're speaking in analogy, so of course you guys know that I'm talking about men, right? When you're in the dating and courting stage, you know, you go out on dates, you meet new people, but that's what I felt like. I kept being introduced to people or, you know, men were introducing themselves to me and they had a wife, they had a girlfriend, and I was just sick of getting the wrong package at my door. I wanted my own. I wanted a big fat package with Bria written on the front of it and it would be mine. So when I heard Crew make this analogy of being the wrong package, I mean, being the right package, excuse me, at the wrong address, it made me circle back on myself and say, wait a minute, I've been that package. I've been the right package at the wrong address. But it's so funny how I've also received packages that weren't mine that I wasn't able to keep. And I won't speak for you. I'll let you go ahead and, and, you know, give your perspective on not only the video, but 
on what you what your thought process was when I presented this analogy to you about my dating and love life. But one of the things that I want to say and I'm grateful for was the statement you told me in response that you were the package at my door and I had full full opportunity to take the package inside and keep it because it had my name on it. And you stood 10 toes on that one. <laughs> but um, Before I jump in, how do you feel about knowing that you received the right package? I'm happy. I really am happy. And, you know, to circle back to the video about the woman who, you know, had all these bad experiences, you know, as I told you, you know, I took a big chance, <laughs> a big chance because I had experienced a lot. I had experienced a lot. And based on my experience, I didn't, I didn't want to deal with men. I wanted a dog. I wanted a dog that was going to keep me company. I had settled into my old lady phase and I was like, do you know what? There's just no men out there and I'm just going to keep getting these wrong packages and I'm just going to love my dog and my dog's going to love me. <laughs> so I had settled into that place in my life and I really did take a chance on love again. I took a chance on people. I took a chance on men and with taking chances there are risks right but I feel like you took the time to stop me dead in my tracks and say you might be taking this chance but it's worth it and I'm gonna show you why I definitely have you have <laughs> And that I didn't make no mistake of. So to elaborate on the video, um, sometimes, you know, that package does come to your door, but it doesn't have your name on it. And it has to go back. And if sometimes you choose to keep it, it just don't work out for you. Like, you know, I thought that a package that came to my door had my name on it and shoots. It was stuck at my door for, <laughs> <laughs> for eight years. Oh and, God, not eight years. And um, you know, I felt like it was just one of those things where it's like it was just time to just give that package back. To wherever it came from. UPS come get this package. Come get this package. FedEx come get this package. Take it back to wherever it came from. Um, there was a lot of lessons taken from that package. Um, but also, you know, I felt like what I took from it was never lose yourself. You know, like. Always stay ten toes down to yourself because you like you will really lose yourself in the situation and you look in the mirror and can't even realize like yo, like look what this done turned me into. 
you know, I'm not even the person that I used to be. And the minute that you FedEx and UPS <laughs> and send that shit back to wherever the hell it came from, like, you tend to, you know, start to see that happiness again. You know, like, you start to see you again, that person that, you know, you, you really start to fall in love with yourself again. And everybody around you tend to realize that. Realize that, yo, well, yo, you back to your your regular self or should I say your new self. And that's a beautiful thing. You know, you can't, there's nothing like, you know, you being genuine to who you are. And everybody tend to see that. Everybody feel that. You know, ain't no hiding it, ain't no faking it. They gonna know, yo, that's Odwin. That's Bree. You know what I'm saying? He's back. <laughs> um, being that you're talking about realization, based on Cruz's analogy of packages, and you're talking about sending your package back because you felt like you had opened the wrong package, but in your realization, in your finding yourself again after sending your package back, did you come to Cruz? understanding of you were the right package at the wrong address oh definitely um you know because only you know you you know what i'm saying like nobody don't know you better than yourself and you know you know what you could bring to the table you know what you bring to the table and shit just like how you know you brung to one table, you could bring to another table, and shit, it could be the, the better table than the last. And whoever is sitting across from that table with you could be bringing the same. They could be bringing their best, just like how you about to bring your best. And this is how we at. This is how we are in our situation now. Situation. Yeah. Well, not situation, but relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Correction, relationship. And, you know, and we're building, we're growing, and thriving beautifully, as I would say. Absolutely. Get to go to sleep and wake up to this wonderful woman every single day. Well, the thought of going to sleep and waking up. And coming home. It's just peaceful. And it's nothing better than coming home to someone that gives you peace. And you find peace in. When you done battle the world for how many hours and you came home. To that peace. And that's what you are to me. Peace and great intimacy. Yep. And all the above. <laughs> <laughs> Not all the above. Oh, Lord. Don't put the business in the streets. <laughs> um, and we mean intimacy on all levels, right? There are different, different types of intimacy. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know... We provide each other with very good levels, different forms of intimacy, and I'm, that makes me happy as well because 
that, you know, talk about five love languages. You know, you speak very loudly to my love languages and vice versa. So I think that those things are very important. Um, but since talking about intimacy, we got one more thing to talk to you guys about. And this one's probably going to get a little interesting. Oh, Lord. <laughs> So, I have a very controversial statement to make, um, and I don't think that most women will agree with me on this statement. Um, I had a conversation a few years back with someone, and one of the statements that I made was that, you know, when two people encounter each other sexually for the very first time, that the expectations of a woman um, are usually let down because she does not come into the bedroom prepared. And to elaborate on that, I think that men come into new encounters fully prepared. And what I mean by fully prepared is they have a mission, they have a goal, and they get it accomplished. What's your thoughts on that? My thoughts on that is basically, well, it's, well, one I would say is two missions. Like, it will be, yes, you know what I'm saying, you want to come, of course, you want to bust that nut. Oh, Lord, we're getting... But also, it's to actually last. Like hmm. me, me perspectively. Like, like me specifically. Are you like, lasting for you, or are you lasting for her? I'm lasting for both of us. <laughs> but see, that's what I mean. You came into the bedroom prepared. You knew what your mission was, <laughs> and you went in trying to accomplish it. You knew that if you shifted a little bit to the left. It was going to make you nut. <laughs> so you didn't shift to the left. I don't think it's about the shift. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's about the shift. You just have to just like. Take be, your time? Not even take your time. Because if you take your time, that's like, you know, you about to make love. And you don't do that on the first encounter. On the first day. Like on the first encounter, you're trying to like kill that thing. You're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to sweat it out You know what I'm saying So quote unquote Break her back <laughs> like, But you get your mission accomplished though Yeah, Men always get their mission accomplished Well not always lord But in most cases Men usually Get their mission accomplished And I feel like women Are oftentimes disappointed because they do not come prepared. The reason that I think that women don't come prepared, well, maybe let me discuss the latter. So I don't believe that women come prepared, but for myself, that is an area where I have never once been disappointed. And the reason why I say that is because I've, I go into the bedroom, especially on our first encounter, with one mission in mind, the same mission as men do. 
I want to come. <laughs> right? So I don't go into the bedroom expecting him to know exactly what I need. And and to, to further ex to further explain that statement, when men and women encounter each other each other for the first time, right? So every woman is different. Some women like nipple stimulation, some like oral sex, some like to get, just get straight to it. Some need 30 minutes of foreplay, other need others need five minutes, right? Every woman is different. And when men, most men have encountered a lot of women, they they know women are different. So they, they're going to try a couple different things. So me, so to speak, when I come into this situation, what I tend to do is I go after what I want. If I want to be on top, because I know being on top going to get me to where I got to go, I'm going to tell you, I'm getting on top. If I know that I need a nipple in your mouth, I'm going to tell you, put my nipple in your mouth. I don't leave any room for disappointment because I'm very clear and I know exactly what I came to do. And that was one thing. But not Come. all women is like that, though. Not all women is like that. But do you understand my perspective in the way I stated that women don't come prepared? Yes, I get that. Do you think that if they did come prepared? Then everybody would be satisfied. Everybody will be satisfied. <laughs> that is all I'm trying to say. Everybody would definitely be satisfied. Because it takes time to learn someone and their body and their ways and what they like and what they don't like. And not to mention, over time, those things change. When you think about a marriage, people who have been married for 15, 20 years, like... You know, the things that a woman might once like in her 20s is not going to be the same thing she's going to like in her late 30s. Also, not probably not going to be the same thing she likes in her late 50s, right? So you have to adjust. And the only way for someone to actually know what you like and what you need is to communicate that. That's true. That's why also we sat down to have a conversation of, hey, well... What you like, what you don't like, how you like this, how you don't like that. And Which is a very co hard conversation for people, not just couples, but people to have. I mean, I feel as if, and and with us, I'm going to speak for us. You know, with us doing so, like, it was basically, it makes things even more better. Because it's just like, okay, well, yo, you don't got to guess. You know, hands down what she like, how she like that, and you just go for it. Yeah, but see, there's trial and error, too, because I feel like, you know, even after communicating certain things that I like, you know, you did that thing, but just in a different kind of way, and I, you know, afterwards, not in the middle of, you know, intercourse, but, well, not intimacy, <laughs> I mean, not say intercourse, <laughs> but it's in the middle of intimacy, you know, I've said, you know, afterwards, you know, hey, you were doing X, Y, Z, and I don't like that. <laughs> or it didn't do it for me. And you're like, not at all? No, I, I didn't like that. I, I didn't, I wasn't responding to that. And you said, okay, I won't do that anymore. And problem solved. As it should, you know, and that's what communication is for. You know, you just continue to communicate on 
different levels and everything will just be fine and Peachy. perfect as it should be for a period of time because we're, we're all human and we're human, we're yes. capable of errors human errors human but i think errors. you know if we continue to speak to each other with love encourage positive energy and create healthy communication habits and skills and build on communication skills be open to you know new ideas and and new you know approaches and 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 thought processes you know we can continue to create and develop healthy relationships and not just you know intimately but healthy relationships overall in life mother daughter relationships father-son relationships, friendships, you know, all types of relationships. If you embrace those healthy habits, we think that you do just fine. Definitely. And every day is a learning experience. It sure is. This was fun. It definitely was. So, y'all, thank you for tuning in to Black Love Speaks. We appreciate y'all. And we'll see y'all on the next episode.